Well, I personally, I can have nice things, and I find out that it works great. Okay. I find that it works out great. I find out that it works great. <laughs> how how do you find out that you can have nice things? Well, I I was born into privilege, and it went uphill from there. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. That's an inspiring story. It. <laughs> <laughs> it has all the uh, the uh, the it's it's positively Campbellian. <laughs> right, it's the hero's journey. <laughs> I have a uh, a uh, Dan Harmon circle taped to my wall right here. And what's uh, a what's a Dan Harmon circle? Oh, you know Dan Harmon, right? I do. Uh, I'm saying his name right. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's Rick, the name of Rick the guy from NCIS? Okay, so Jenny, I'm going to tell you all about the Dan Harmon circle, which I have just pulled down from my wall. Okay. Um, Dan Harmon, in writing all the many things that he writes, always uh, draws these little circles, or big circles, on whiteboards. And what he does is he bisects the circle, and then the other way bisects the circle. So up and down, there are solid lines at perpendicular angles. Okay, mm-hmm. and then there are dotted lines on the diagonals. Okay. Okay, and at the top is phase one of the story, which is the reader is in a zone of comfort. I don't know Ooh. why it says the reader, <laughs> <laughs> but the reader is in a zone of comfort. Yeah, um, has Dan Herman ever perhaps made he thinks in terms was... of of teleplays and and just in in, in mm. terms of the script. So that's that's the reader to him. I have no idea. Um, well, but then it says, number two, on the northeast diagonal, it says, but they want something. Oh. So we're talking about the protagonist. And it's, the so number one is identifying the reader with the protagonist in a weird way. But we will pass over this. Number three, okay. they enter an unfamiliar situation. Number four, they adapt to it. Number five, they get what they want. Number six, pay a heavy price for it. Number seven, they return to their familiar situation. Number eight, having changed. And and it's Dan Harmon's theory that every good story has all of these beats. Okay. And I try to think about that when I am working on narratives but a lot of the time I'm like, well, I don't really have this one, but that's fine. <laughs> and that's it's how you're able to, to obtain nice things. Yeah, yeah. This is this is my nice thingometer. Okay. I like it. Because you're it's in a position of comfort, but you want something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so want you to, go out and get it. Well, I enter an unfamiliar situation, which is oh, doing right, right, right. any kind of work. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I adapt to it somehow. And then I get uh-huh. what I want, always. Mm-hmm. Pay a heavy price for it, you know, or have someone else pay a heavy price for it. Sure. Or you could say that the heavy price is having had to do all that work. You know what? That is great. That, wow. 
That saves me a lot of time trying to fill both <laughs> notches. Uh-huh. Then I return to my familiar situation. Having changed, well, I mean, I've changed in that I'm slightly older than I was when I started out. So I think sure. I've grown as a person. Your eyebrows are slightly longer. Some of my skin cells have sloughed off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the podcast Clash of the Titans. <laughs> Yay! You Hooray. find yourself in a podcast. Obvious Hi, exits everybody. are Clash of the Titans. <laughs> uh, I go Clash. You can't go that way. Oh, no. But I thought it was an obvious exit. Who wrote this? <laughs> um, my name is Ryan. Ryan Veter. Hi, Ryan. My name is Jenny Paladna. Hi, Jenny. And I am Jason McIntosh. Thank you hey, for Jason. inviting me onto your show. Hello. Sure. Hi. Yeah, thanks for being on our show. Usually we do this part at the end. Oh, that's true. Yeah, don't <laughs> think as yet. You don't well, Ryan's editing, store. so he can, just, he can just stick this at the end. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um... So, Jason, tell us about the your adventures at the hunt, the MIT mystery hunt. My my, my adventures at the MIT mystery hunt? Whoa, my pop filter just fell off. Hang on. That was not part <laughs> of the answer. Let's you need to make a back. pop filter filter. Oh, my goodness. Okay, there we go. Uh, if, Don't yeah, bother with a pop filter, honestly. I never have. Oh, no. I my peas and my plosives, my plosives are just out of control. <laughs> Like okay. if you were me, you would you would about you. care very much about the pop filter. <laughs> the reason I sound great, yes, I never go outside with that one. Believe me. Uh, <laughs> MIT mystery hunt. I my first hunt was uh, in two thousand and four, and I joined the team, which for one year was called J Max Birthday Party because my friends <laughs> named it after me after they inducted me into the team. Uh, the team was a shard of the exploded team called Acme which had run the 2003 hunt and um, blew up afterwards, as I understand often happens to teams after they run the mystery hunt, because it is a very stressful process, and the team often does not survive the operation. Who runs it? Mm. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. I, uh, I, I played it with my friends. Uh, the team after that was called uh, Immoral, Illegal, and Fattening, which it continues to be to this day. Um it might be illegal, immoral, and, and fattening. I often get those confused, and I apologize <laughs> to my teammates for whichever one I just spoke wrong. Um, I did it for uh, 10 years straight, and uh, basically I, I reached a point last year, uh, more like two years ago, where after I did the hunt, I was actually talking uh, with... Um, I'm going to be embarrassed. I, I don't remember his real name, but uh, Limax of IF Mud. He was uh, visiting uh, Boston. And I was describing him um, like, oh, yeah, I did the, uh, the, I, the, uh, the mystery hunt again. It was a lot of fun, but, man, uh, it's, it's, it's so exhausting. And I just, I just come in really excited. And then I'm like, why am I not getting paid for this? Because I, <laughs> I, I, have, this, I, I have a job which is solving puzzles, and now I sit down – for amuse to to amuse myself to intellectually stimulate myself and it is solving puzzles and I feel I should be billing hourly for this uh, and he said you know you've basically said that on one social media channel or another for the last f- 
five years, <laughs> <laughs> and that is when I had a, a period of, uh, of, of of reflection, and I decided to skip the next year, which was last year from our from today's standpoint, and. I, uh, in, I accompanied uh, my wife Amy up, who continues to be an active combatant for the team, uh, as as a, as a camp follower. I like to say it is my own role, which is I uh, hung around at uh, the Friendly Toast and I read um, who uh, who wrote the novels? Uh, who wrote Annihilation? Uh, Vandermeer. I, I, I read those novels, and that was I drank beer and I read those, and occasionally I would uh, drop in on the team and see how they were doing and. Um, Say okay, well you you know have fun, and then I would go back uh, and <laughs> read read a little bit more, and that and that that was great. That's so that that's that's where I am right now. That's that's my own position uh, with the mystery hunt. I am glad it is. Um, I understand last year was fantastic. It was uh, uh, two thousand leagues under the sea themed, and everyone is still talking about uh, the brilliance of the, uh, the 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 fish school round, uh, which was intentionally mm-hmm. easier puzzles for that. Uh, uh, not non um, uh, super expert team members uh, could have mm-hmm. fun with and uh, the non hardcore. Yeah. yeah, so I like that year after year, uh, the the hunt seems to be increasingly self reflective. And even though by definition a different group of people puts it on year after year, although there's certainly repeat performances now and again. Um, mm. Yeah, it seems to be just uh, incrementally improved every year, and that's very impressive to, even from the sidelines, continue to uh, witness. Awesome. Thank you for... I, I'm i just a, a giggly idiot about the hunt, so I don't have anything to say. Um. <laughs> it's week after next from uh, recording time. It's like right yes. around the corner. So I'm just super excited. And what do you think the uh, theme's going to be? Do you have a prediction? You... Uh, the theme? Yeah. the th- The theme is going to be dogs. <laughs> Finally, Puzzle there'll be dogs. <laughs> the I running no joke on every year that I was actively involved, at least on our team, was that this year, this year, finally, this would be the Pokemon year. Because <laughs> oh. Pokemon as a theme has been waiting in the wings, and it just no one's pulled the Pokemon trigger yet, and oh, still man. nobody has pulled the Pokemon trigger. That Pokemon like we've had, hammer just hanging over yeah, our heads. The 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 Damocles, uh, a chew has has not dropped. <laughs> um, no, there's a there's a better reference. What's the name of the Honedge? Is like a sixth Ho- generation. Honedge. Yeah. Yeah, is that which generation is that right? I think it's sixth or maybe fifth. No, it's got to okay. be sixth because I would have caught one in black or white. Um, the mm. the is is this a, the one that's like sorry. a ghost ghost steel, uh, just a floating sword Pokemon that evolves into like two swords. <laughs> that's that's kind of lazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a bit on the well, nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really cool. What does it evolve into? It evolves into Doublade. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's D O U Blade, not D A yeah. Blade, as in a yeah, as in a, like then, a, a, a slurry way of saying the blade. Yeah, no. And then it evolves okay. into Aegislash, where it is a sword that carries a shield. 
Huh. So one of the swords evolves into a shield? Um, okay. You have one sword, and that uh-huh. evolves into two swords. <laughs> okay, I, I've got this right. And then, um, does it have two different... Yeah, it has two different forms, but it's just like a sword that's carrying a shield. So yeah, I guess that it splits into two swords, and then one of the swords turns into a shield. Wow. Because they realized that, uh, you know how you don't want to have, just like you wouldn't have two uh, pure fire types on your team, it's just not right. a good idea. Um, this is yeah. the same strategy applied within a Pokemon, where it's like, hold on, oh. two swords, we're focusing two too swords. much on swords. Yeah. A sword and a shield, and a tank, and a DPS. You you need more biodiversity within your individual Pokemon. You really yeah. do. For some reason, because we... otherwise a single blight can just wipe them all out, like like the bananas. <laughs> oh, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking of it as um like how you have XX and XY chromosomes. Um. Except you how have. So I don't have all of those. Wait, or, or do I? Have, I get that confused. <laughs> okay, when I say you, I mean humanity. All right. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I can identify with that. Okay. Good. Um, I don't get how this applies to Hone Edge, though. Um, I, I honestly, it it doesn't. Although you know what, Double Blade. Mm-hmm. It's two swords crossed. Oh. Looks like an X. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So there might be something to that. Yeah. See. But there probably isn't. <laughs> but there might be. Man, Mystery Hunt is so awesome, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're already thinking about it. You you are you are tuning your brains. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, this sort of looks like an X. What could that mean? <laughs> okay. Um, so it's wait, a Pokemon wait, okay. here. It's this year. It's happening. It, I, I would I would be thrilled. Me as too. As long as it uh, wasn't based on like EV and IV calculations, which I don't know how to do. Um, uh, welcome to the podcast Clash Woo! of the Titans. Hi, everybody. Um, so <laughs> we all love text adventure computer games. We sure do. And we love to boy howdy play them on such a podcast as this one. Mm-hmm. And our guest today um, has written some games, and I believe it was up to Jenny which of his games we were going to play. Oh, right, right, right. Wait, it was? <laughs> yeah, because doing... I said that Jason and I couldn't decide. Oh, okay. We're, um, I, I think we're already locked in for the old angsty, uh, the developer is having some angst about developing video games. Oh, you want to play? You want to play Calliope? Is that what you want to play? I think so. Oh, right, because that's the theme for 2015. It 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 would it would fit in. It's it's no uh, it's no beginner's guide. I can tell you that. Jason, you were <laughs> saying that 2015 was the year for angst. <sighs> well, I haven't played any of these games. I've only heard people talking about them, so I cannot speak with authority. But I it uh, I, I have uh, heard from the uh, the indie game zeitgeist that there has been an explosion of. Explosion is not quite the, the the right word. In a a a, a, a gentle extrusion <laughs> of uh, games like uh, the Beginner's Guide, um, which comes out of 
the Stanley Parable, mm-hmm. which was not this year. Um, but uh, then this this year you also have uh, the Magic Circle, and you have uh, several others that um, I do not come to mind because, as I said, I haven't actually played them. But that's the impression I get is that there's uh, the uh, there, there's a, repu- a reputation among uh, indie games that came out this year of uh, a lot of games very highly polished, high quality, thoughtful games, which are more or less entirely about uh, making games hmm. and being sad. <laughs> and in 1999, I said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very clever because I am, I am 20 something years old, and I am going to make a game. I'm gonna make a text adventure game about." making a text adventure game and I will win the IF comp because that is absolutely the most clever thing anybody has ever done with a computer. Uh, instead, <laughs> I came in 23rd place, but this was awesome because the, the yeah. prize I chose was um, the uh, uh, Honest Bob and the Factory to Dealer Incentives Disc uh, mm. album uh, by the title uh, It's Not As Bad As I'm Making It Sound. That was donated by uh, DFAN, um, and I, I know people. I'm I'm one of those dorks who knows people by like their their mud pirate names, mm-hmm. their their internet names, and not sure. their real names. Uh, their so whereas names. Like, yeah, uh, who who is DFAN in real life? Someone someone throw me a bone here. Do I have to look him Daniel up? Daniel Faniel. No, no, he's DFAN. What? No, he's a big deal. He like made Ultima Underworld. He talks to me on Twitter all the time. I, I like look at his real name every day. He has he has an <laughs> avatar where he looks very pained. Because uh, he, he makes write, video uh, games and he's sad. Daniel Fanarelli. No, I would be sad uh, Dan if I Schmidt. Made video games. Dan Schmidt. Thank you. Oh, okay. Also, an entry. Uh, he wrote for a change uh, into the 1999 IF comp. A competitor to Calliope and. Oh fared much better how where did that go? that came in um second place that year and that that's a great game if you haven't played that you should you should have dan on your show i guess is what i'm saying yeah, i don't even should, know what i'm doing here we should have dan on our show it's been great having you jason yeah we're gonna bring dan yeah in well <laughs> good night everybody <laughs> so dan i'll hand it over to the expert <laughs> y- yes it's me dan schmidt <laughs> i made ultima <laughs> underworld I talk play about chess. that <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan sounds like a riff. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> I'm going to stop that now. I'm going to that's uh no, Dan's awesome. You should have him on your show later cuz he's he's cool. And he's uh, also a fellow Bostonian. He's probably still in Boston. I consider myself a Bostonian. Exactly. I actually haven't lived there in about 18 months now. <laughs> does he mystery hunt? Yes. Exactly how old were you? Does Dan Schmidt mystery hunt? Is he Dan Katz? Whoa. I was 25 years old when I made... Oh, is... Wait, okay. how old is... Wait, how old is who <laughs> when? I'm confused now. I was asking how old you were. The he thing is not is Dan that, Katz. Dan Katz uh, is this a separate is person. probably going to come across in the final cut. I think cut all Dans because are I, the same Dan, so we've already I had... can't edit this out. <laughs> but... Um, on my end anyway Jason's audio is cutting in and out a little mm. bit and there's nothing to be done about that but the effect is going to be that it sounds like we're a bunch of hopped up you know <laughs> caffeine addicts talking to each other all at once I'm drinking coffee right now um, do you 
so uh, can you explain? Um, you know what? Just start the game, Calliope, by Jason McIntosh. Read the banner Bam. text. Oh my do god! Six twelve in. Six twelve in. Six twelve. Ah, I gotta hit the play online button on the IF computer. Okay. Hang on. I mean, on the uh, IFDB. Play online. Show me how. Parchment is loading. Whoops! This is Dan Schmidt's game for a change. We can play that instead. Are you sure? That's your last chance. Oh my goodness! The sun is gone. You have a rock. No, no, it's not time for that. That's a good game, though. Boy, I tell you. All right, here we go. Oh my goodness. Um. All right, I, I, I will read the banner text. Which is exactly what you asked for. All right. <clears throat> You've been hacking at this silly game for weeks, and now that the pressure's on, with the competition deadline only a few days away, you figured an all-nighter would be just the thing. But as the bugs pile up and the clock ticks on, the notion of completion looks more and more distant. <sighs> Calliope, an interactive obtrusion by Jay McIntosh. This is around the time I was calling myself Jay and not Jason. That's just the letter J without a period, sort of like Harry S. Truman. It's actually literally after this guy I saw on Jeopardy around the same time who called himself H, and he just wrote a giant H on his little screen, and I thought he was so cool, so I called myself J for much of the 90s. True story. That's great. Uh, First time players should type about release one Serial number 991001. Inform version 6.15 library 6 slash 7. <gasps> what? 6 slash 7? No, Have we we're had not a there. 6 slash 7? I don't know what that seven? means. <laughs> keep going, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll keep... Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Okay, I'll, I'll, I will read this, and then we can uh, we can talk about it. Um, <clears throat> living room wait, on the seat wait, on did, his chair. He, I didn't hear the... Oh? I thought that you hadn't finished the banner text. Uh, no, that that was all of the banner text. Okay, so there's no 612. And now we're, we're getting into room description. No, there's no 612 because it's 6 slash 7. Cripes. Yeah, it's just straight up in form 6. That's what know? I was being shocked in, about. In, uh, in, okay. Inform seven was uh, not a not a glimmer in uh, in uh, anybody's oh eyes, gosh. Graham's or Emily's or nobody's. Oh my gosh, Emily Short wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Living room. I think you just aged Ryan ten years, ironically, with that statement. Yes, he's finally older than me. He's now coughing like an old man. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Okay, Whatever. so we're in the living room. Uh, we're 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 in the living room. Um, I want to say before I start reading, like I don't know if this is literally. Th- uh, obviously, no. This this is not literally um, the 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 very first My Credit Apartment game uh, ever. But it's sort of uh, for a little while. I think it epitomized uh, My Credit Apartment games in the in the very tiny nascent IF community. Uh, I do have. Uh, and this is the very first time Emily I want to you know bring Emily back into this just very briefly um, because the very first time Emily Short in a review ever mentioned my name or any of my work was reviewing Andrew Plotkin's Shade uh, the the year after this which was also uh, at least briefly set 
to not give away too many details to those who haven't played it yet, in a cruddy apartment. And uh, she identified that as as um, referring to the same sort of uh, uh, atmosphere as Calliope by Jason McIntosh. So I was very pleased by that. <laughs> like, oh, it starts out as this crappy Jason McIntosh game, but then it, then it takes a strange turn. I wrote a thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I wrote was... a thing that's like this other yeah. game that's better, but mine is like that. Uh, yes. Anyway, I'm just going to warn you. This this is totally a my credit apartment game. Oh, but, okay. Um, it's uh I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to read it out. So, room description, ready? Living room on the CD office chair. You amuse yourself to think of this as your living room. Technically, if you have to demarcate it from the rest of your apartment, it is that which is not the bathroom or kitchen. And really especially lately, you tend only to populate this corner of it, nested inside the crook of your computer desk, surrounded by all the gear that lies on and under it. You can see a large computer desk on which are a paperback mythology reference, a coffee mug, a mutated Macintosh, and an informed designer's manual, a halogen floor lamp providing light, and a television set providing light here. I need to admit, admit now that I can hear like every other word Jason says. Am I coming yeah. in that badly? Yeah. Oh, Hello. Hey, idiots. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Hi, Jason. Hi. Hi, Jason do, and Jenny. Am, am I still? Do I see him? You sound, no, you sound good right now. You sound okay. good. Oh. You sound that, good too, Ryan. Thank you. Do we all sound good? I'm you so relieved. So, um, it might be worth it to kind of start over and introduce this podcast, <laughs> Class of the Titans. <laughs> For the third time. This is the podcast called Clash of the Typins that is all about ostensibly playing a text adventure game with its author, and um, you know the drill. Today our author is... Hi, I'm Jason McIntosh. Hi, Jason McIntosh. It's such a thrill for Jason McIntosh to be here. Jay, I like to call him. I thought, I thought we were going to get Dan Schmitz. We... Can we still get Dan Schmitz? Dan canceled, and we were stuck with Jay. Ah, uh, okay. Well, let's make the most of it. So, um, <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> I can talk in the Dan Schmitz voice if you want me to. If that would, that would make you happy. Dan, tell us about your game, The Sun is Gone, You Have a Rock. Well, Ryan, in my game, The Sun is Gone, You Had a Rock, I was deeply influenced by my years at Looking Glass Studios. <laughs> Where we made best-selling uh, motion picture video games like Thief, colon, The Underworld, and three-dimensional dinosaur. But oh, I decided I to leave all that behind. Dinosaur. Oh, Is that a real you. game? <laughs> um, oh God, I hope so. <laughs> it's got to be, right? Did you yeah, guys well, see The Good Dinosaur? No, no, I. I have, I've given you can that skip it. It was not that great. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it the cars of dinosaurs? Let's go watch Star Wars again. No, it was the. It was just like, look at how pretty we can make trees and clouds. Here's, uh, you know, forty minutes of beautiful landscapes and ten minutes of plot. Hmm. I would maybe go see that. That sounds all right. Uh, sounds relaxing. 
Um, it's not yeah. relaxing because it's a Pixar, you know, journey of a family-oriented individual, and there's peril. How and close to the Harmon Circle do, do we do we stick see, here? So we were talking earlier. I don't know if that is getting cut out or not, but we were talking. No, no, we'll keep it in. We okay. got. I got my own audio track. Okay, good. We'll, we'll sync it as long we'll as we it. can. Uh, we have all the audio tracks for when I was explaining. So the reader is in the zone of comfort. You have a dinosaur who, um, on this planet in an alternate timeline where the asteroid missed, um, dinosaurs have evolved into talking and farming, and uh, Arlo is a dinosaur who is in a zone of comfort, he uh, is able to, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he farms peacefully. But he wants something. Um, his... What happened, even? Oh, um, <laughs> a varmint ah. is, um, uh, like, stealing the grain out of their silo. And it turns out this varmint is a primitive human. Um, and uh, his dad, Arlo's dad, uh, tells him, take care of this varmint. And then he fails to murder the human uh, when he does catch it. And so it gets loose. And so he and his dad run away. His dad dies in the storm. Um, so now Arlo uh, wants to... Oh, Arlo gets lost. And uh, so he wants to get home. He enters an unfamiliar situation, the American West. Um, he adapts to it by learning to team up with this human who acts like a dog because he's primitive. He's a dog man. He gets right. what he wants. I, I don't know what that means in this case. Pays a heavy price for it. Uh, okay. Returns to the familiar situation. Sure, he gets back home. Having changed, well, now he uh, respects the human dog as a person who, uh, or as an animal that deserves to not be murdered. Something. Oh, you're uh, right. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, what's what I noticed was at the end, um, the human uh, he finds another band of humans or Neanderthals or whatever, and um, he tells them to go off, you know, with the to be with his kind. He white fangs the proto man. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I was like, well, that doesn't make Isn't sense. Skateboard trick. If these humans are like acting like dogs, you know, like this is the he's identified as a a dog throughout the movie, and he like scratches himself and howls. Um, why don't he? Why don't he bring all these uh, Neanderthals to the farm so they can like chase away birds or whatever and help out on the farm? And then I realized that that couldn't be the plot because then it would be like the dinosaurs made the humans into their slaves. And that can't be a <laughs> Pixar movie. That can't be the <laughs> touching ending. Because um, Pixar is too scared to tell the real truth. That's true. About domestication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He should breed those humans until they have all kinds of health problems. <laughs> so... <laughs> Welcome to the podcast Clash of the Titans. <laughs> I love text adventure games. I do. I, I love uh, listening to you read the game Calliope that you were talking about earlier. Sure. Yeah. W- would you like me to take it from the top, from the status line? Yeah, or let's, the, the let's take it from the top where you introduce how Shh. terrible it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gee whiz. Look, I can bring Dan back on. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, 
right. This Welcome has been to the a podcast episode. where we shame Jason McIntosh. <laughs> this ah. is for not backing the Kickstarter. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. It's I. It's I. Des- it's I deserve nothing more. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe you, you guys should do wrong. this without me. All right. Okay. Uh, banner. Want to do banner again? Room description. Sure. I'll start, I'll start with the banner. Let's just take it from the top. Okay. <clears throat> You've been hacking at the silly game for weeks. And now that the pressure's on with the competition deadline only a few days away, you figured an all-nighter would be just the thing. But as the bugs pile up and the clock ticks on, the notion of completion looks more and more distant. Calliope, an interactive obtrusion by Jay McIntosh. First-time players should type about... Release one serial number ninety nine ten oh one inform version six point fifteen library six slash seven living room on the CD office chair. You amuse yourself to think of this as your living room. Technically, you have to demarcate it from the rest of your apartment. If you have to demarcate it from the rest of your apartment, it is that which is not the bathroom or kitchen. And really, especially lately, you tend only to populate this corner of it, nestled inside the crook of your computer desk, surrounded by all the gear that lies on and under it. You can see a large computer desk on which are a paperback mythology reference, a coffee mug, a mutated Macintosh and an informed designer's manual, a halogen floor lamp providing light, and a television set providing light here. I realize that preposition just sort of falls. It's completely unconnected the way I'm reading it at the end, but there you go. Here. <laughs> Welcome to here. Everything Welcome to here. I was for dressed for us. success, but success never comes. And I'm ooh, the only ooh, one let's ex- who laughs. examine ourselves and see whether or not we're dressed for success. Oh, yeah. Oh, prepare for disappointment. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Really? As good looking as ever. Hey. Wow. Wait. First game, everybody. You know First what? Game. You know what, though? <laughs> if this is a game about Jay McIntosh... Then that speaks mm. volumes. Oh, there well, you go. Thank you. Uh, it, it does. It does reflect my own vanity. <laughs> like yes. <laughs> However vain Graham Nelson was feeling when he wrote Curses, I was probably <laughs> feeling just as vain when I wrote this game. It's true. Um, now, by the uh, serial number, I detected this was compiled on October first of nineteen ninety nine. Does that mean that it was like on the deadline? For submissions, or when was the deadline for submissions of that comp? Yeah, the, it it had to have been. Like I remember, I was logged into IF Mud uh, while the deadline w- was was ticking down. So it also says release one on it. So by definition, this this was uh, I'm going to call this a a, a last minute uh, comp uh, compile output. Well, that's assuming that you would have changed the release number. Which it's true. I basically, have never done. You uh, you can leave it there. I know with uh, with Warbler, I uh, was religious about keeping it up, which is why it's like at release eighteen or whatever. Right. Uh, even though that's five years old at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, no, this one is uh, October first, ninety nine. So yeah, I think it's uh, it's probably um, if if it had more minutes in there, it would probably be twelve zero 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 zero, or or rather six zeros. Excuse me. Um. So. Can we uh, turn off the light? Yeah, we can turn off the light. Okay. We don't want the dark. 
the sun is gone. You <laughs> you switch the halogen floor lamp off. And now I'm going to turn off the TV. Okay. Turn off TV. You switch the television set off. So is it like dark now? I don't know. Let's look. Apparently, I didn't implement light and darkness. Oh, okay. You just because they're providing. You just made light. things provide light. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> that's fascinating. I. I don't know that anyone's ever tried that before. You're good at these. Well, it ain't Anyone my first rodeo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's why Ryan earns the big bucks. Shut up. Um, the. Not for me, doesn't. No. No, you've got. You realize every time Spoiler. you do a callback, there's more editing I have to do. Um, <laughs> yes, I really do. Whatever this is verbatim. Um. So let's see. Is this uh, mythology reference consultable? Can I look up Heracles in mythology reference? Ooh. Lord, look up. I can spell it this way. Heracles in... With a K. Whoa. Ugh. <laughs> do you want me to type it in Unicode? Do you want me to, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, could you do it in Greek, actually? No, I won't. I don't okay. know how. Uh, I can do it in, okay, in mythology. Oh, it would be a pleasant shift away from your current grungy task to do a bit more research, wouldn't it? But really, you know you've got to extricate yourself from this tangled mess you've made for yourself in your game code before even thinking about such high-level design matters. And besides, you almost certainly wouldn't have the time anyway. Sigh. You seem to have passed over the point of diminishing returns on your caffeine consumption some time ago as you're starting to feel the combined effects of the late hour and the fact you've been hacking at this thing for god knows how many hours despite the amount of coffee you've been drinking that's like the opposite of a hunger message yeah we've got like a sleep demon uh let's see we will uh I guess code game or type computer. So whoa, well, pick. I'm going to type code <laughs> game because that's the first one you you. you know, although type computer is pretty funny, I'm going to go with code game. Okay. Oh, that's not a verb I recognize. Sorry. Well, is type computer? Type computer. Is do you, do you think I? <laughs> we have like Scott Adams level here. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to go type computer. <laughs> The screen fills with garbage. Joy. Oh, that's, hey. that's that's in a monospace font because that's sort of representing what the what the computer is actually responding as you type things. Wow. Okay. That's a cool move. Thanks. I don't know you, if you want to do more editing. You can put like a voice filter over all the monospace responses, so it's like sounds computery. I'll have uh, Siri read it back. Oh, that's I like that. <laughs> um, Talking moose. Sorry, that predates you because you're like, you're very young. We, we went over this. Yeah. Look up Talking Moose on Wikipedia, kids. <laughs> um, uh, so. Ask your parents. The game is, does the screen is filled with garbage mean that the whole thing is broken or what? No, I, I didn't mean that. Uh, when I type type computer, like the screen filled with with garbage and, and the game, like the actual game died. The the, the literal monospace text says the, the screen, screen fills with garbage. With garbage. Oh. So what? I think what the game is doing is um, 
it, it interpreted your command as you typed the word computer into the into the computer. Uh, oh, okay. Oh. Can we X bug? <laughs> you want to examine the bug? Yeah. <laughs> yes. One on-screen window contains a slice of your game's source code, a textual serpent of writhing left and right through countless subroutines and complex object definitions as it stretches up and down interminably. This size in itself is certainly not the cause of its flaws, but it does present a frustratingly wide landscape to seek out the elusive bugs that lie buried within. That you created the whole monstrosity yourself makes the process all the more infuriating. Uh, if this were in Form 7, we wouldn't have this problem. I know, right? Right. You're using Emacs, sorry. <laughs> Optimize code. Optimize Fix bug. code. <laughs> well, optimize code, that's not a verb I recognize. Let's try fix Nuts. bug. Again, you cool. attempt to get into the debugging mindset, but burnout has really started to set in, making it quite difficult. Oh. Hmm. So this is the Ramsey's Writes uh, Text Adventure Game. Possibly. This 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 predates predates Ramsey's by an entire oh. year. I will have you know. Oh wow! So Ramsey's is Jay tries to do anything else. <laughs> um, let's go to the kitchen and uh, drink more coffee. Can we go? Let's Where go is the, the kitchen? Go, go kitchen. Go. Actually, you know, let's let's type full sentences. This is in form. We have a advanced <laughs> parser. I'm going to type go to the kitchen. (laughs) Yes, it's still there. You have no practical reason to pay it a visit at the moment, however. Uh, Yeah, sorry. Oh. I was very much into funneling the player's attention in a very blunt way at this time, I guess. Mm. Well, you knew from experience, you knew from the intro to your game that writing a complicated game was... Uh, incredibly difficult and ultimately not rewarding. So you are teaching the, us this in multiple ways as you create a simple game that teaches us the joys of simple games about a guy who tries to write a complicated game and experiences the agonies of complicated games. Well, that's very wow. kind of you to say, Ryan. I mean, it's all lies because this is literally the first uh, informed game I ever made, so I'd never even attempted a complicated game before this. Uh, I was employed as a computer programmer at the time, so I had I had that going for me. This God, 1999. That would have been the year that I was spending all of my all of my time programming shopinmain.com. Like, don't go to that website; it's probably horrible now. Uh, I mean, it was horrible <laughs> then, but but for like legitimate reasons. I I, I don't even want to think what, what's what's there now. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I was. Don't you I have was... to go to Maine to shop in Maine? Well, that's where I lived. But you're at the time. saying that you can do it on the internet? Oh yeah, no, you could go right on the internet if you went to the website. There was like um, a photoshopped picture of like some blueberries and <laughs> a skier, and they all like you know how everything in the late '90s, uh, if a designer <laughs> you put it into Photoshop, it had like uh, they like oh my god, they love the, the the feather filter where like all the oh, background, all the oh. outlines of everything was feathered, right? And like everything, there's like a feathered blueberry, and I was pursuing a feathered skier, and you could buy um, precious, uh. precious miniature porcelain babies. 
from <laughs> Shop in Maine. Precious oh, moments. Uh, well, no, it wasn't precious moments. <gasps> yeah. It was. It was a uh, local knockoff. A dozen knockout, of man. those. Uh, uh, also, sarcastic poems minutes. about Bill Clinton, and <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's just stuff. Wow. I, I, it's been a long time, but I, I don't. I, I feel like oh, they are former customers. I don't. I. I, I don't. I don't want to badmouth them on this on this show in a public forum. But uh, that's what I, I was can doing. I probably at the time, assure you, there's like a point zero 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 three five seven percent chance that they listen to this podcast i was really hoping you would end on a zero that would be funny to me <laughs> that'd been funny pretend i did that okay i'll yeah. I'll, I'll edit out the last part <laughs> it's literally the least yeah. likely thing that could ever happen <laughs> um so friends um <laughs> friends uh, so it's we not were a fixing recognition. a bug. <laughs> uh, what else? Examine television. Examine Ooh. the television. Who can say how long you've had this 12-inch set? It's always been by your side, helping to provide just the right level of background informational white noise to ease the process of hacking. Unfortunately, despite the fact you have cable... You can receive only a few channels since you programmed the thing to skip over all but a few favorites, and you've long since lost the manual to the kipple fields of your apartment. <laughs> Sadly, the same could be said for its remote control, which has a habit of coming and going. You can use the volume and channel controls on the set itself for now, though. At the moment, the, with a capital T, oops, television set is currently switched off. You rub your eyes a bit, straining against the growing desire to get some sleep. I think we know, though, that the mm. game Calliope was submitted to the comp, and so I don't feel urgency to actually complete it in this game. <laughs> oh, you, you you think that the game, like, actually inside the game is the game itself? I don't know so, what other game you would be talking about writing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's not just self-referential, it's a self-authoring game. It, it's it's yeah. a closed loop like, in time. Uh-huh. If we if wow. we quit the game without finishing it, it will disappear. I'm kind of scared oh, now. Um, uh, <laughs> Although it is, it's kind of garbage, so I wouldn't be sad if that happened. <laughs> pierce ear? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. If I pierce okay. your ear in the game, do your ears become pierced for real? Are you trying to, like, voodoo doll oh. me in reality? Wow. <laughs> okay. Shave beard. <laughs> uh... I don't know. You want that's not a verb I recognize. We could do this all night, or is it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure, I don't have. Yeah, there's no shaving in this game. Sorry. Hmm. <sighs> but how are you going to earn agent honor? <laughs> that's a different game. Oh, that's a different Can game. Can we play that about... one? We should get sweary on this show. <laughs> we oh yes, so good. Did you guys see that video where he goes out drinking in Osaka? I watched part of it, yeah. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I'm not sure why. He's so cute. Um, I will now... I'm changing the subject because we can't just talk about Sweary. Okay. Jenny, focus. I have no idea what to do in this game, Ryan. Do you have any idea what to do in this game? Um... 
Jump. <laughs> oh, we're going to do this, huh? You jump on the spot fruitlessly. But I'm in a chair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> you can jump in a chair. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> are you I really? I, I don't think this qualifies as jumping. <laughs> um, let's see. Am I going to have to make a release two of this? <laughs> Are these bug reports you're filing? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this information. I, I, for, for serious, whenever I don't know what to do in a text adventure, I typically type jump. Most people, that's interesting. Most people would type look or inventory, but you're like, I'm just going to jump. Um, oh, let's inventory. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're going to love this. You're carrying nothing. Okay. Okay. Jump. (laughs) (laughs) um sing all right your singing yes is abominable oh man this (gasps) is back when my singing was abominable it's starting to become impossible this is a demon message now to think about anything but packing it in and heading off to bed well that and again, cursing yourself yet again. Oh, that's bad writing, good lord. For not doing all of this much, much sooner. But you couldn't just get inspired. That was the problem, really. All you had motivating you was the deadline, and it seems now that just wasn't enough. Oh my gosh. Some high drama. <sighs> There's uh-huh. elements of a, a Greek tragedy to our <laughs> incredible, you know, there's pathos. There's uh-huh. logos. There's logos. There's, there's uh, ethos. Porthos. There's there's estrogen. D'Artagnan. Uh, um, there's estrogen. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's phi theta uh, kappa. Uh huh. There's um tri lambda. There's black mesa. Oh yeah, aperture. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can't get that, any, that, I that, can't go anywhere for yeah. sure. <laughs> All games directly inspired also by Calliope, much like Ramesses and Shade by Andrew Blockton. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This so really, the IF community, yeah, yeah, owns a huge debt to Calliope by J Macintosh. No period. <laughs> Thank you, J Macintosh. No period. <laughs> They call me Macintosh. Yeah, they call me NP. NP hard. <laughs> I tell you, eventually I'm going to change my middle name to Lightning Round. Um, I've, I think I've heard that. That sounds familiar. What's yeah. your middle name right now? I think I probably told you that. Anna. Oh, yeah. You want to go with Lightning Round? Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> okay. Like as, as, a single, as, a single, as a single word or as a single glyph? Like, are you? Is it going to be like the the Unicode for a lightning bolt, and you're yeah. just going to so choose emoji. to pronounce it lightning yeah. round? Is it legal to have emoji as your name now? Not yet, but oh. I mean, maybe it's I should wait for that. Only a matter of time, because uh-huh. figure that like any government machine that needs to, uh, you know, encode your your name needs to save it somewhere. Uh, by now, though, well, probably not by now, but in ten, twenty years any of those machines will be able to handle emoji as well as any, you know, Roman alphabet letter. So the only obstacle to your name being lightning emoji, lightning emoji, lightning emoji 
um, would be that it's unpronounceable, <laughs> although I just did pronounce it. So I see no problem. I have to say, have a bunch of kids and name them all the crying emoji. The cry, you know, the crying laughing. <laughs> oh, you can it name one accurate. like crying with joy, and the other one just just straight up crying. Ooh, yeah. If they're if they're twins, but don't don't use the crying cat though. That's no one should be named that. That's. What's your problem with that crying cat? It's just too fraught. Like I see it and I want to cry. <laughs> it's like I, th- that. That is the that is the atom bomb emoji. I I want to treat that with with a very light with very light touch. <laughs> yeah. Every time someone uses a crying cat emoji, they should be forced to uh, complete a psychological profile. Oh yeah. No, I'm not then... saying they're a bad person. I'm just saying they're a little <laughs> loose with the uh, the emo- the emojis. That's all. I'm like, wow! Like, just watch where you're swinging that thing. You don't know who you're. You don't know who you're hitting with that. Do you remember in Blade Runner where they were doing the Voight-Kampf test, and one of the questions was crying cat emoji? <laughs> Your son sends you a text message. Crying <laughs> cat emoji. Why did you send him that, Leon? <laughs> The cat is crying and you're not helping. <laughs> Why aren't you helping? Um, sleep. Sleep. Tempting. Very tempting. Huh? An unexpected flickering by of text on the game window catches your attention, preventing the slow, inexorable progress towards the keyboard your head was apparently making. You blink away the blurriness of sleep thwarted once again and squint at what just appeared. Monospace font. Calliope strolls into the room. And monospace font. Calliope? The fact that the game did something in between turns is one thing. After all, it's been done before, and you honestly wouldn't be half surprised if your low-level mucking about has allowed for such behavior to happen by complete accident. But you definitely have no recollection of any calliope living in your program though the name does ring a bell and no amount of the most obfuscated code is capable of writing its own npcs Ooh, i will look Ooh. up calliope in the yeah, book plan. of thingies calliope <laughs> in book i will a lead of thingies for now oh which guess. do you mean the paperback mythology reference or the informed designers manual i think it's so bizarre that there's a a dead tree informed designer's manual. Yeah. I think what I had in mind when I was and maybe if you look at it it'll actually tell you, but what I I'm what I had in mind might have been a one that you actually printed out as a PDF because oh, that okay. was certainly what I was using at the oh, time. Okay. But that is a real book out there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um in fact, uh Dave Cornelson uh <laughs> gave it uh put it into the uh IF Comp uh, twenty fifteen prize pool. Most recently, and, and somebody did claim it. Hey, hey. What, did when you put the winner in contact with Colonel Sim, did he say, "Here's what you do: find it online and print it out"? <laughs> Don't surprise, tell anyone. <laughs> I've been running this racket for years. <laughs> no one suspects a thing. Um, Easy. What I meant was the mythology. Okay, I will type the word mythology. Or did you mean the mythology of the more designers manual? No. Um, <clears throat> yes, here we are. In classical Greek mythology, Calliope was the eldest of the muses. Fantastic women who provided inspiration to, 
for all brands of artists. Additionally, each muse had her specialty, and Calliope's realm involved epic poetry. You can't help but chuckle. Perhaps her mysterious visit to your game is meant to inspire you. After all, computer code looks a bit like some obscure fo- form of poetry, doesn't it? And your sprawling monster certainly is epic. Strange that none of this rings a bell, but then you have been taxing your brain a bit much on this silly project lately. The strange, apparently untriggered output continues. Gentle, Gentle artist. artist. Her voice seems strangely, seems strangely familiar, familiar, yet distant. distant hard, hard to place. place. And then a prompt within the game, and then the Calliope's on prompt. So that's sort of a double prompt thing going on there. Wow. I like this. Uh, uh-huh. t- type Calliope, comma, hello. Calliope. Hello. You wince as more garbage dances across the output window. The parser's conversation si- Add the parser's conversation system to the list of things you've accidentally nuked tonight. You type randomly on the keyboard and enjoy similar results on the screen. I don't know why you got both of those messages. The strange, apparently untriggered output continues. No amount of honeyed words can soothe the bitterness born of frustration. As the Levinskys have foiled our plans in the past time and again, so our poets left nothing but their own teeth to gnash when their ideas abandoned them. And, and they can, can do, do nothing, nothing but burn over trifles, trifles stirring cold, stirring decayed cold, ideas decayed that have, ideas lost, that their have lost their spark. <sighs> so, uh, author's note there, what she's referring to is um, that would have been, that would have made a lot more sense had you not shut the television off. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's there's a really clever thing I did here. I'm just remembering it now. It's really cool. Uh, so, there are three channels you can you can switch between. And whatever Calliope says to you at this point is based on whatever background noise is playing on the television. So right now it's based on uh, the the, the wacky sitcom about the the Levinsky's and their and their and their plans against their nosy neighbors. But since literally your very first move was to shut that off, (laughs) you get you get nothing. (laughs) Good thing I'm here to explain all of this to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm relieved because so I thought that the Volvinskis was like a literary reference that I was going to have to quietly yeah. act like I understood. For, for a fleeting moment, I thought that too. And I'm like, God, <laughs> what was I reading? <laughs> oh, no, wait. This was that stupid thing with the television I made. And which I had uh, no, uh, I didn't expect that anyone would actually shut the TV off. Oh, well. It, what, what you should have done was had it. A message for when the TV is off, and Calliope says, "I see you turned the TV off." Yeah, why'd, why'd you, you do, do that, that? Yeah. idiot? Then she stomped off. <laughs> um, hmm. Uh, type X me. It's not gonna type work. X? Are you sure? Well, I'm gonna type it. As buggy as ever. There. Oh, yeah. That's, that's really funny. I saw that coming 16 years ago. Um, gentle artist, the world is great, far more vast than thy dreams, and always able to replenish even the most embittered mind with new life and fire. I, I quite agree. Did, am, I, am I doing something with that? Um, um, I can just take that into my heart. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Done. Type Calliope, yes. Comma, yes. Oh, wait, we already established that you can't converse. Yes. Uh, you wince is more garbage. Blah, blah. 
Um, the strange, apparently untriggered output continues. As, as the, the swift hammer of justice, justice shall soon, shall soon descend upon, upon those nosy neighbors of ours, of ours. So, so will inspiration descend, descend upon you, upon you aloft on iridescent, on iridescent wings, wings. If you will but let if it. You will but let it. I'm, I'm game. Yeah, sure. Let it. Let <laughs> it. That's not a verb I recognize. Oh. Um, be so. inspired. Oh, okay. No, we don't write. We don't know what that means either. Write perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> uh, nope. That's not a verb I recognize. Excuse me. Let's 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 stick to the script here. <laughs> um. <laughs> I was uh, running a uh, a mock text adventure on a forum once, and uh, it was the kind of thing where I was trying to yes and everyone. I didn't want to <laughs> cut anyone down, but then people were coming in and doing stupid stuff, so I shut them down, and it, uh, one person got really mad, and then someone else who didn't get really mad, um, they I typed so they. Enter the command, and I said, "That's not a verb I recognize." Chuckles, and I always feel like calling the player Chuckles. <laughs> have you ever called the player Chuckles? I bet I have at some point. <laughs> I think that happens in Renlaw. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that that happens in Renlaw. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're just constantly calling the player Chuckles in Renlaw. I think that, like, when I'm writing, um, because I don't know about you, Jason, but when I'm writing, I'm, I'm always thinking about the perf- person playing um, and trying to anticipate what they say so that I can have a snide remark in response. And so I think of the person as Chuckles just on a regular basis. Do you think of your players as Chuckles? Uh, I don't think of my players as 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 ch- well. When you say chuckles, do you, do you, you mean like a like a smirking uh, uh, jackanape, like like a a, a ne'er do well who's going to like I'll I'll sh- I'll I'll turn this game around. I'm going to type in some clever remarks. Ha ha. That's not what I meant, but let's say okay. it was. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess well it's 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 the it's the mark of a more you know a more experienced um especially uh in interactive fiction writer um to while they work uh you know as as they add things to the game like sort of automatically in the back of their head uh have a a, a feeling for all the ways that players will want to pick up every single thing you describe and shake it and try to pull it down from the wall and do every other possible thing you can do with it mm-hmm. um, and do and you know and and have as many elegant um, predictive responses to all these things as you can without uh, without either kicking them out of the game with um, you know that's not a verb as I do over and over again here in this game <laughs> I made a long time ago uh, or yeah, or, or otherwise, you know, make uh, or or otherwise ha- having an inappropriate response. So, so yeah, I, I can see that. Um, if were I to make another, I, I like to think that uh, Warbler did a better job of anticipating responses and uh, probably was also more thoroughly beta tested, frankly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would certainly say that about um, both of your zone works, um, because you 
have both written and played more IF than I have at this point. Makes sense. Uh, that was a really good response to uh, a not very well-considered question. Chuckles. Yeah, <laughs> Chuckles. Thanks, Chuckles. Thanks, Chuckles. <laughs> well, I suppose that when we call the player Chuckles, um, uh, like part of the science of predicting responses is enforcing tone and Mm. when you uh, think about what players are likely to do um, your response can or should or could be informed by how much you want to let the player the player's intent get through to the tone of the game right Um, and so that has to do with calling the player chuckles I was just you know Yak and I didn't really mean anything by calling the player chuckles, but here we. No, are I, I see about... what you mean. But you're you're talking about like if you, if you want to respond to like literally um, every possible thing the player can type. A, you'll never finish your game, and 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 B, then yeah, you don't want you don't want to like program in uh, responses to absurd things, and that's why yeah, there's there's plenty of room for that's not a verb I recognize or other or other like that's nice. Let me know when you're ready to get back in the game now. Yeah, I got a note responses. on. Um some game where the uh, person was saying these should have different responses for touch because I only had the one response to touch anything in the game. And I was like, well, I could write touch text for, you know, every separate thing, but that's not what it's about. Yeah. It's not a touching game. And if I, if I did put in all that work, um, you know, it might have, it wouldn't add to whatever the game actually is. It would just be a bunch of notes about how everything feels. And unless all of those are hilarious jokes, then what's the point? Right. Now, you, you totally could make a game which is all about, uh, a, a, like, you're, like if, if you have a player character who experiences the world tactily, yeah. then that would be totally mm-hmm. appropriate. Yeah. Uh, it would also be neat uh, to have a game that's about that, but it isn't clear that it's about that. And then you guide the player to touch things, and then you're like, oh, wait a minute, everything feels different. And then that defines the rest of the game, and, and that's intentional. Um, I would play that game. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, otherwise you, you come in to, uh, uh, to, to evoke um, Emily Short again. Uh, I believe it was in her essay from a few years ago um, with the it had a title something like uh, "Do we need this parser thing anyway?" Uh, and about the frustration that she felt. Um, the The example that she named was like she she found herself like coding a response to trying to eat the moon, and it's like why am I why am I spending thought on this? this yeah, and 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 that is like on on the you know as as sort of the, the the one of the weaknesses of of the parser is that it invites you to type everything, and yet it's like, mm, but you really don't want to type most things. You you know you want to keep it inside this this thing. You can type anything you want to, but it's like, eh, you don't want to type most of that though. But a really really well done parser game will do its best to like gently steer you, you know, back on track. But that still leaves approximately an infinite set of responses to which it can only shrug. Yeah, and I don't care. I'll steer you away non-gently i will yeah. leave in the library <laughs> message just so you get the message you literally get the message about, that's the message you get don't bother <laughs> licking 
Yeah, I solved this problem by implementing a shock collar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> no subtlety there. Um, so, diegetic. Diegetic library messages. That's what that was. That is a word I've... Uh-huh. <laughs> I finally I finally said that word on a podcast without having to look it up. So I can go now. Hey. Bye. All right. Let's bring Dan on. I'm Dan. So anyway. Oh, <laughs> wait. wait a minute. Sorry. That's I'm my Dan. Graham Nelson voice. That's your, that's your Graham Nelson voice. I'm Graham Nelson. <laughs> uh, me program many big game. Hero of the good dinosaur. <laughs> Um, we will now, uh, see, I don't know how to, I am led to believe that there's a nested parser, uh, which I think is really cool, but, um, I can't figure out what to, uh, tell Calliope. Wait, no. What if I type X Calliope? Type X Calliope. Your typing is interrupted <gasps> by the odd output. One more line appears on screen. Smiling, Calliope, Calliope draws forth her scrolls, scrolls while taking while a step, taking towards, a step you. towards you. From the shadows behind you, a footfall. You perform one of those little full-body twitches that so often wakes you, usually when you've been asleep for only a little while. That's called a myoclonic jerk. Thank you. <laughs> I'm now going to read that paragraph again because <laughs> I have to recontextualize myself within the text. Excuse okay. me. You perform one of those little full body twitches, also known as a myoclonic myoclonic jerk. Is that what you said? I believe that's right. That so often wakes you, usually when you've been asleep only a little while. Oh no! Something uncomfortable encourages you to lift your head off the desk, disturbing the mountains of paper refuse a bit. Oh. Look at that. You found the TV's remote by falling asleep on it. On the power button, more specifically, since the set's back on. Well, there you have it. You can't say you've had a completely unproductive evening now, can you? Sheesh. Okay, I guess I, I did um, I did have... Uh, you remember that the TV was off. The TV was off. Yeah. And yet, that the, the, and yet the, the text didn't... Well, whatever. I trust myself. Good job, me. I'm... More suspicious of Jay. Good job, Jay? Question mark. I was going to let you type that on your end. Good job, Jay? Question mark. Uh, what's next? Because like, okay, like, I found the remote. You found the remote, and now I'm going to uh, examine the remote. All right, examine remote. Oops, that's not how you spell it. This is the remote that came with your television, possessing a compact lozenge shape that makes it conveniently easy to lose, even on your own desk. It's most especially gone during those times when you grow weary of your limited channel range and you want to reverse the modifications upon the set's reception abilities you wreaked earlier with the help of this device. The biggest buttons on it mimic those on the set itself and allow you to attempt more esoteric functions. Press button. Hmm. Press button. You can't see any <laughs> such thing. Aw. LOL. Wah, wah. Um, 
yeah, what do we want to do with the TV? I feel like we're being maybe clued that we should be watching TV. Oh, okay. Watch maybe there'll be inspiration TV on it. Watch a show about a guy who <laughs> fixes a bug. <laughs> yeah. A show. Uh, I. It says you can't see any such thing, but I don't even know where the noun in that sentence is from an informed standpoint. Can we watch so. Coder Adventures on the History Channel? <laughs> Maybe you should turn on the TV first because it's still... Oh, wait, no, it is on. That's right. Never mind. <laughs> How about I just watch TV? I, I don't know what that'll do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who can say how long you've had this 12-inch set? Blah, blah, blah. At the moment... The screen is displaying a mindless situation comedy from the 1970s where wacky neighbors scheme against one another over petty differences and canned laughter. The television set is currently switched on. On the TV, the pre-recorded crowd gasps at some sudden twist in the plot. Hmm. Uh, change channel? Change channel. You'll have to specify a direction, either up or down. Wow. Was that an up? That was an up. Yeah. All right. The set skips past several channels, stopping on the first one it's programmed not to ignore. At the moment, the screen is displaying some schlocky 1950s horror flick. (gasps) A housefly buzzes in from the room behind you and commences a holding pattern in the airspace immediately surrounding your head. Ugh. On the TV, eerie music, perhaps played on a saw heightens the tension of the moment. <laughs> Did I think that was a saw? Like, I know now that's uh what do you call that? A theremin? Yeah, that's a theremin. Theremin. I guess I thought it was played theremin. on a saw in 1999. That's... Well, there, I mean, there's music played on saws and it sounds no, there, spooky. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I totally, I was prepared to go with that. Well, that's, a, that's an in-character thought of, of, uh, of a young IF writer ignorant of theremins. That's cool. The plural of theremin. <laughs> Excuse me, theremini? Theremini? <laughs> I started that <laughs> sentence without knowing where I was going, so I'm glad you thought of something. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a very good thought. If you write an autobiography, can you call it a young IF writer ignorant of theremins? Yes. That would that's awesome. volume one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And volume two is a decrepit IF writer who yeah. understands theremins <laughs> but volume can barely two, I saw a theremin. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a guy playing a theremin with a saw. You could do that, right? Because it's I just think so. proximity. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like human flesh or anything. Hold up. Well, does it? Because like... Or maybe it does. does it, is a theremin does controlled that? by just everything in the room? Because it has to be... Oh, that's a good... Like, how far mm-hmm. out does that field go? We should ask Nikola Tesla. I don't think it goes that far. Did Tesla invent the theremin? It, no seems in, it seems it seems completely likely to me. <laughs> um, if he did, then that they might be giant song would have said something about it. Never mind. Um, why, uh, I guess let's examine the TV. Wait, wait. There's a fly. A yeah. fly like an anchorhead. Yeah. A fly. So this game was this before or after anchorhead. Uh, this might be contemporaneous with Anchorhead, which was also 99. Oh, Do we I need see. to look that up? I have no idea. Um, yeah, I'll look that up and I'll look up uh, who invented the theremin. Look up Anchorhead who invented was 98. Oh, okay. 98 on Anchorhead. Okay. 
So you were like, you know what? The best part of this game is the fly. Yeah. Totally stealing it. I'm going to take it and turn it. Um, going to make it mine. Yeah. Going to make it J's. <laughs> Put the J in Sydney on it. The, the fly in Anchorhead was like always iron. behind you. Yep. But this fly is in front of you. So it's that yeah. much more. Huh. Uh, it is an obvious fly. Friendly. Uh, kill I fly. I do not remember the fly from Anchorhead. It's basically the only thing I remember from Anchorhead. Kill fly. The fly is oh, God given. The theremin was invented by Leon Theremin. <laughs> <laughs> That's like how the Leotard was invented by a guy named Leotard, which, which cracks Leotard. me up every time. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, that's not real. It is what? Well, how? Where do you, how, do you think that name comes from? Because it's named after like lions or something? Because it isn't. It's named after a dude named Leotard. Like Leo Tard? That's his. No, no, that's <laughs> it's not his first name. <laughs> that would be even better, though. That's really too bad. I'm glad that a guy named Tard was able to contribute so much because otherwise he'd be kind of stuck. Um. Oh, okay. Who are you calling slurs, sir? <laughs> I invented the leotard. Yep. Uh, Suck on that. Uh, what did the fly do? <laughs> Righto. Uh, here's the output to the input kill fly. The fly's God-given evasive abilities render your clumsy, bare-handed flailing utterly ineffective. The house fly continues its loud, annoying flight. Oh, I hate that. I hate flies. Um, I object to the characterization of its abilities as God-given. Uh, you, you find them more infernal, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that the inventor of flies, Beelzebub, was like, how can we make this the worst? I know. It'll be impossible to kill. And it will arise um, out of rotting flesh and just appear. Yep. What's and that it'll be really loud. Called? Um, it's called primogenitor. Geniture. Oh. Um, what can I throw? Remote at fly. Throw remote at fly. If this works, it will be the first game I've played where throw does anything. Hold on to your seat first. After you hold on to your seat, I invite you to jump in it just to prove that it's possible. I mean, like I can. No, it's not. It's not a thing. Having done that, continue to hold on to your seat okay. because throw remote at fly. First, taking the remote control. Yes. The fly easily loops around your makeshift missile, which bounces off the wall and onto the floor. Oh. The house fly continues its loud, annoying flight. At least we got to throw a remote at a fly. It did a thing. Anything yeah. is better than than no than, thing. Like what? What? What's the default response to throw? I don't remember. It's something like oh, it, I think it just tries to drop. No, oh, no, something like useless or yeah, yeah. It's it. like it's really vague. Huh. Um, it's bit, yeah, it kind of sniffs at you. Yeah. Well, Graham Nelson that. thinks throwing stupid. <laughs> Graham Nelson's never thrown anything in his life, and he does not intend to start now. Anyway, you totes through the remote. 
Um, no one said totes in 1999. Well, I'm adding a little futuristic <laughs> flair. <laughs> um, maybe someone said totes in 1999. No, I, I don't think anyone said it because it means multiple totes. Um, uh, yeah, they were referring to their mini caboodles that they owned. <laughs> I, are you thinking of kits? <laughs> no, no, I'm definitely thinking of caboodles. All right, cool. Although that's that's more a 1989. It's where 18, all the girls I knew kept their makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whale, um, whalebone skirts. Uh, I barely remember 1999 because of how young I am. Um, That's true. You were a little tiny baby, Ryan. Um, let's throw book at fly. The oh, uh, inform manual. With this. Oh, the inform manual. Yeah. Throw inform manual at fly. First taking the inform designer's manual. The fly easily loops around your makeshift missile, which bounces off the wall and onto the floor. Okay. The housefly lands on the television and commences to explore its surface. Okay. Oh, let's hit it. Let's hit it with the mythology book. Yeah, throw the mythology book into the TV. Well, I... I <laughs> okay, so I have, I have two, two, two uh, similar but discrete suggestions here. One was hitting the fly... With the book, and one was throwing the book into the TV. Which which of these like paths our... should I pursue? Um, I don't think hit with all of our is attempts at throwing be... have ended in failure. I don't think hit with is going to be recognized. I'm going to type it anyway because that was the first thing I heard. So I'm going to go hit fly with mythology. Gonna lay a heavy dose of mythology on you, Fly. Oh, yeah. First, taking the paperback mythology reference, gripping the thick book as you Whoa. might hold a brick, you try to crush the fly where it sits, but it takes wing long before you connect with the television. The house fly lands on the desk and commences to explore its surface. Wow. See? This is where the game shines, apparently. <laughs> it all comes down to this. Uh-huh. Hitting things with things. Well, I'm throwing anything. Um, I just confirmed... It's just the, the hitting and throwing game. Uh, I, the <laughs> default response to throw whatever at whatever in uh, 6G60, at least, was futile. Futile, yeah. right. Futile. Did I say useless? Uh, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that maybe in six L O two, they've switched it up so that uh, uh, no, uh, throw it, throw blank, just throw whatever, um, is uh, interpreted as dropping, but throw something at thr something is futile. Throw yeah, resistance at Borg. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um so we will uh here's here's what you do in real life. You wait for the fly to start walking because it takes longer for the fly to take wing when it is in the middle of walking. If it's standing still, 
and you can't hit it. So I will um, Z. Okay, we're going <laughs> to wait. We're going to wait. Time passes. The housefly decides to take wing and resumes its painfully distracting course around the room and your head. On the TV, mm. eerie music, perhaps played on a saw, heightens the tension of the moment. I heard there's uh, also a thing you can do, and I can't, I can't attest to the uh, effectiveness of this, but you, when the fly is on the wall, you calculate where it's going to be when it takes off, and then you try to clap your hands on that spot. Um, I've heard that too, but I cannot ever try it, because if I... Uh, clap to fly between my bare hands and I would have fly You'd on have my hands. You'd have to go cut your hands yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't be able to cut my hands off because I would have to like use oh. one hand to cut the other off. So sure, I would... You sure. Remember when Rolf's Beef stepped in dog poop and he was so <laughs> terrified that he fainted and then when he woke up he was so terrified that he fainted and it just uh-huh. went... That would go on ad infinite item. Ad infinite item. And <laughs> I... Uh, that would be what happened to me. You could wear rubber. rubber <laughs> you could wear rubber gloves. Then I would have to incinerate the rubber gloves, but that's a much better. That's better than your move. hands. There is a window in this building where I managed to swat a fly to death on its surface like five years ago, and the fly's wing is still attached <laughs> to the window because I can't bring myself to clean it up. <laughs> Oh. I don't know if that's out of a phobia or just out of laziness. Or or a pride, perhaps. Oh, true. Yeah. It's it's right there where all the other flies outside can see it. Oh, it's like a gibbet. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. telling them what happens to flies if they come in here. It's like Grendel's yeah. arm. Yeah. Hang it right up there over your meat <laughs> hall. Yeah. And then yeah. the fly's mom comes and I have to kill her with my bare hands. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's not going to work. No. No, because that's game. gross. Yeah, we've um, established that. Yeah, rip fly's arm off. Rip flies. I will that's say this. Not a verb. Getting the parser to understand possessives, apostrophe oh. S, is a nightmare. Where have you done that? Oh, my God. Um, in Someone Keeps Moving My Chair... Oh, oh right, because everybody had a chair. Everybody had a chair, and there's often multiple chairs in the location, so you have to say Ed's chair, my chair. And my is even worse, because the parser right. thinks that my means something that you're holding on to. Mm. So, uh, never do a game that's about possession. Okay. Never nope. program any game. That's good thinking. <laughs> um... What do we got for this fly? Uh, well, up. so far you've thrown a remote at it, you've thrown the inform manual at it, and you have picked up the paperback mythology reference and tried to crush it with that. I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't bust the TV wide open. I know. I I kind of thought that's where this game was going, honestly. Do we have a pair of chopsticks? Do <laughs> Uh, we, we are still carrying... Oh, well, now we are carrying a paperback mythology reference. Oh, okay. Okay. But there there's no chopsticks in the, in the vicinity. Okay. Hmm. The housefly lands on the monitor and commences to explore its surface. Oh! 
Oh, what? this is okay. We can kill two bugs with one stone. Yeah, we just need to hit the computer hard enough to kill the fly and the bugs in our code. Oh, punch yeah. computer. Punch compute. Do you want me to spell it that way? No, <laughs> I want you to say it that way. But okay, punch computer. Exactly with a K. <laughs> Trashing your apartment would do little to summon any muses tonight. The housefly decides to take wing and it resumes its painfully distracting course around the room and your head. What I like to do with flies is turn off all the lights in my room, open the door to the hallway where the light is turned on, and then wait for the fly to exit and then close the door. And, and then, then it's somebody else's the problem. Shut. Yeah. Yeah. So, but do we have any other locations in this game? I'm just going to go with no. Okay. <laughs> None with doors anyway. Um, well, presumably our bathroom has a door, but that's not worth thinking about. Remember fly. <laughs> remember I'm always puzzled when people type in remember whatever in my <laughs> games. I want to say that's becoming more standard. Like, think, remember. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, you've, you've implemented. Well, I mean, that's usually where you tuck your, uh, what, what, are my, what are my goals right now? Tell me my goals right now. Mm, Dang mm. it. Oh. If you want to be uh, in character and not just have a goals command, which is fine. Uh, remember fly, that's not a verb I recognize. Um... Cut fly. You Cut. step to me, I bring the pain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting him up would achieve little. Apparently, I gendered the fly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's delightful. That is. That's um, great. fly lands on the wall, commences to explore its surface on the TV. The scientist postulates something dramatically. What is it? <laughs> it's probably a clue. Why can't we hear what he's saying? I think all the dialogue was before the dream sequence. I'm sorry. Hmm. Uh. The cutscene. Oh, I see. Uh, then we missed out on multiple hints. Um, examine fly. Examine fly. Normally a peaceful sort, you wouldn't mind the presence of this little animal if not for its mindless insistence to buzz around noisily and erratically making concentration of anything else difficult. Currently, the vile creature has set itself upon your wall, rubbing its filthy forelegs together. The housefly decides to take wing, and it resumes its painfully distracting course around the room and your head. Uh, hit me with mythology. Hit me with <laughs> mythology. You're, you're just excited that you can... You can that, that hit, hit you can... Yeah, uh, hit with. Indirect objects yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you just get the trash in your apartment would do a little to summon any muses tonight. Oh, so now Sorry. I am my apartment. I t- <laughs> Is this uh, Silent Hill 9 or whatever that was? <laughs> well, again, this is, this is the, the, uh, the, the precursor to Shade, so you're sort of becoming a, a crappy apartment elemental as the game goes wow. on. Wow. Inhabit self. So I don't know what your, <laughs> your policy here is on authors like uh, giving hints. Um, oh, we totally accept hints. 
Okay. I, uh, continuing to hit the fly with, with, with different things is probably a good idea. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, throw a computer at fly. <laughs> All right. Um, I only understood you as far as wanting to throw the mutated Macintosh. Oh, it's mutated? Oh, oh wait. Do we ever I, examine this? Uh, I, I, well, first of all, I, I said throw a computer with fly, which doesn't make any sense. I'm going to say throw a computer at fly. Uh, oh my god. The fly, first taking the mutated Macintosh, the fly easily loops around your matrix console, which bounces off the wall and onto the floor. Hey! Wow. We solved our problem. I, I think we won the game. That to happen. Um, <laughs> Housefly continues to crawl around erratically on the chair's armrest. So throwing things at the fly while amusing. Oh, so hit I have fly to with hit, computer. hit fly with computer. Okay. <laughs> now that you've discovered your favorite weapon in the game. <laughs> sure. I probably didn't know this was possible, and that's delightful. Hit fly with computer. First taking the mutated Macintosh. That's hardly a suitable weapon against such an adversary. The housefly continues to crawl around erratically on the chair's armrest. We should the do computers? the right thing and examine this computer. Yeah, we should. Thanks, guys. I, I appreciate it. That's, <laughs> it's, it's too kind. Uh, you have rewarded this mostly beige for some months ago. You intentionally spattered a party color pattern of India ink across its case while in an artsy mood. Little pizza boxes, years of service, with a number of upgrades its manufacturer did not intend. Of course, uh. none of this helps you out any now, as it doesn't take much processing power to generate the half-baked, quote, game, unquote, facing you presently. <laughs> At least you can compile quickly. The mutated Macintosh is currently switched on, despite your having tossed it about the, the room. Yeah. Which, okay, that's, you know, that's awesome. That, that is awesome. That was one of my case mods. I added <laughs> the titanium shielding. I yeah. added the roll cage. <laughs> I like it. Um, Shields at thirty-eight percent, Captain. Um, we will now um, hit the uh, fly with hit fly with remote because we only threw the remote before. Before hit fly with remote first, taking the remote control. That's hardly a suitable oh. weapon against such an adversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the inform manual. Hit fly with manual. Um, so before you did that, the house fly decides to take wing, and mm-hmm. it resumes its painfully distracting course across the room. Uh, hit fly with manual. First taking the inform designer's manual. You don't even come close to striking the fly with the floppy manual. The house fly continues its loud, annoying flight. Hmm. For some reason, I was picturing this as a tome, like the size of a uh, blue lacuna. Yeah, but it's just printed out copy of the digital text, right? Oh, right, right, right. And we I didn't bother it... to examine it, so we don't know for sure. Yeah. It's yeah, amazing. you may be thinking of, like, uh, speaking of blue lacuna, like um, Aaron Reed's excellent, you know, how to create uh, the exact book is behind me. Uh, creating Adventure Games with the Inform 7, I believe, is what it's called. Uh, or creating interactive fiction with Inform 7, and that is, in fact, a, a, a 
a healthily sized manual, but uh, that is not what I had in mind here. Would you like to okay. examine the informed manual? Sure. I would, despite Jenny's wishes. Uh, sure. A few months ago, when you were young and foolish, you printed out a copy of the entirety of this, the Bible of programming IF games. Good God, sorry. The Bible of programming IF games in your chosen language in a fly spec sized font, eight pages <laughs> to a sheet, and had one edge gummed to make a skinny book. Little did you know then how much of a disservice to your future self this economical thinking would represent as your weariness effectively denies your eyes the level of focus necessary to decipher the tiny print. Okay, let's see if I can do this correctly. Um, The computer as described really existed, right? Oh, yes. Yes, that is a, a literal description of the computer I made this game on. The inform manual... That is a fiction. The Inform Manual, I think I may have printed out four pages to a sheet and not eight. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> how I would you not... do eight? I don't even know if that's possible, frankly. Uh, you, can, you can do four pretty pretty easily from the, uh, you know, the, the, the page setup yeah. on classic macOS. <laughs> you could probably do eight. I don't know. You could probably use some, uh, some uh, download-y extension. Use your extension manager. On OS 7.5, whatever I was using at the time. Yeah. Um, I remember, and I did I not gum one edge. Mean. I, uh, I uh, three-ring three bindered it. So uh-huh. that is a fiction. Yep. See, I have a nose for these things. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen reality, and so I recognize it in the various <laughs> virtual worlds I inhabit. Um, let's... What else is there? Take all. Take all. Bada bing. <laughs> there are none at all available. <gasps> it, I don't need. I don't even. <laughs> does get all do that too? Yeah, it does the uh, same. The, the lamp. Take the lamp. Throw the lamp. Or hit the lamp. Hit the okay. thingy with the lamp. <laughs> oh, that's fixed in place. Oh, okay. Oh. So I, I just want to point out that I, I, there there is a lot of you know extra text regarding striking the fly with with the manuals, which was intended to be cluing that you can you can do more with that. Okay. Um. But what what is it? Can we roll up the manual? Roll up manual. You roll the thin manual up into a bulky Ooh. cylinder. I cry foul. And now grip its base with your fist. That's yeah! not... That's, gotta, that's not a that, the verb... That's not a verb I recognize. <laughs> I protest. I This really gets into what we were talking about earlier, where like you were providing perfectly reasonable verbs, and the game was like, oh, I don't know what that means. And then you're like, well, you know, role <laughs> is also a non-informy verb, so let's not even bother drying it. And of course, that's well, I, I, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to tell you that this is the winning move of the game or not. But, um, and yet, it's it is a a verb that actually causes something to happen. And and you are rightly feeling, uh, Ryan, right now, like yeah. yeah, you're like, wait, this what what system am I even using here? You're just these these are just random words you're you're throwing at me now. Yeah, yeah. Calliope by Jason Mackenzie. <laughs> Um, Okay, so now we'll hit the fly with the rolled up inform manual. Fly with 
manual. Slap! You manage to catch the fly just as it attempts to take off from the the chair's armrest, instantly pasting it. Such a small victory does little to change the overall situation you've been involved in. Just look around. Laboratory. This is your secret lab deep beneath the city, where you and your faithful, unquestioning assistant, Cupcake, are attempting against all hope to find a way to destroy the horrible nameless horror from the stars that threatens to crush the city and all its inhabitants in a matter of hours. You can see Cupcake and a radar scope here. Cupcake furrows her little brow and stares intently at the radar scope, obviously trying to show her willingness to help. Ah, that's cute. X-Cupcake? X-Cupcake. Your lovely assistant is always by your side, even in times of global peril such as these, and no amount of panic that might beset her ever manages to upset her perfect coiffure or smear her makeup. (laughs) Currently, she is the very portrait of feminine fragility, trying not to tremble and looking up at you, trusting you to save the world. By God, you will, too. Cupcake squeals, Doctor, what will we do? The radar scope continues to track the path of the monster, emitting realistic beeping sounds as it does so. Wow, so is this a thing where you wrote three different scenarios, or however many channels there are? That would appear to be the case, yes. That's cool. That's multiple endings. I invented that. (laughs) Eat cupcake. Eat (laughs) cupcake. First taking cupcake. I don't suppose cupcake would care for that. Cupcake files her nails. The radar scope continues to track the path of the monster, emitting realistic beeping sounds as it does so. Um, Examine radar scope. Examine radar. This marvel of modern technology has, in the last few minutes, become a countdown timer to doomsday, as it tracks the entry of the dreaded world-devouring space beast, represented as a horrifyingly large blip into Earth's atmosphere. Soon, unless the impossible can be achieved and the monster can be stopped, all of man striving over the centuries that made possible inventions like this will have been for naught. The radar scope makes futuristic beeping noises. Roll up. Radar scope. <laughs> That's fixed in place. Roll up to the club with my homies. Yeah. <laughs> to with. Oh, you can't see any such thing. I'm sorry. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Take all. Cupcake. I don't suppose Cupcake would care for that. Radar scope. That's fixed in place. Giant green blip. That's hardly portable. Racks and (laughs) tables of equipment. That's hardly portable. Oh, examine tables. Examine tables. On which is uh, equipment. All this equipment (laughs) is useless. Useless! (laughs) Against such an unimaginably huge horror that now threatens the entire planet. Oh, no. Um... Did we X the radar scope yet? Yeah, it has a huge blip on it. Yeah, you haven't oh. X the blip. Yeah, let's X, oh, the, let's blip. X the blip. I want to X the blip. I, I feel like X is. the blip is the name of Jenny's <laughs> album that she's dropping tomorrow. It is now. X the blip. X the blip. Vaporwave. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, for now, all you can see of the horrible menace is the abnormally large blip on the lab's radar scope. 
and when you try to imagine what it looks like, you can only shudder. Cupcake nervously gestures at the newspaper you're holding. So, uh, what's in today's paper, Doctor? God bless her, trying to act so nonchalant with all that's going on. <laughs> Read the paper. Read paper. Is there a jumble? <laughs> now is not the time to leisurely peruse the news, sir. But wait, there's something about the photograph under the fly's body that catches your attention. It's hard to say why exactly while the paper is still folded up. <gasps> Unroll paper? Yeah, here's how you clue things, Jay. (laughs) (sighs) Frowning, you unfold the paper back to a flat, readable state. Read paper. I feel like I'm so close. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a lot of text. Hang on. (laughs) Once unfolded, a small feature on... I got an article there. A small feature on the front page's lower corner catches your attention through a photograph. It seems an old colleague of yours is in town, as half the shot is dedicated to his beaming face as he stands before his latest invention, a cosmic ray repulsor beam about which he will lecture at. You whirl around. Cupcake, get your coat on. We've got to get to the museum in the next, you check your watch, ten minutes. But doctor, protests Cupcake, ever innocent, God bless her. The museum's (laughs) open until five. You look at her seriously. No, Cupcake. I'm afraid it'll be closing early today. Unless we can do something about it. (laughs) Living room. On the seedy office chair. You amuse yourself to think of this as your living room. Blah, blah, blah. You can see a large computer desk on which is a coffee mug, a halogen floor lamp, and a television set here. Whoa. You drop the manual back onto the desk and rub your eyes. How long have you been putting off sleep? But actually, you know, whatever that is that just wormed its way out of your brain to present itself as an insomniacal vision, it has merit. Its pursuit certainly seems more interesting than continuing to hack on the mess polluting your Mac at the moment. You might actually have a genuine new idea in your possession. Okay. Okay. The end. (laughs) Uh, now there's still a prompt here I'm afraid oh no uh, write fantastic game write fantastic game uh, that's not a verb I recognize Aww. Oh. really should have been does write game work no it doesn't work type a game program well <laughs> um I'm going to repeat that last sentence at you. You might actually have, have. Mm, oh. a genuine new idea in your possession. Oh, inventory? What? There we go. You are carrying <laughs> a remote control, a mutated Macintosh, a monitor providing light, some buggy code, a broken text adventure game, a countless strings of textual garbage, a paperback Nepal's reference, the beginnings of a new game idea. X beginnings. X beginnings. Yeah, this is a great strategy for anyone who relies on deadlines to inspire them, is to wait until that deadline and then have a new idea. (laughs) Yeah, have the entirety of your new idea immediately before the deadline. And then implement all of it and then test it really quickly. 
and yeah. that's why the IF comp has a uh, has has a has a, a one month um, <laughs> declaration uh, before. I don't even. What's the what's the word I'm thinking of? What do you have in your competition, Ryan? We can't discuss my competition. Yeah, you're not allowed in- to talk about it. There is no competition. I'm sorry. Intent, intent. to enter. If yes. there were such a thing as a competition, it would be an isn't. intent to enter. Yeah. Um, For one thing, it's an exposition. I'm sorry. Yes, it's the uh, the recreational vehicle expo hashtag on Twitter. <laughs> um, there are no recreational vehicles. I'm sorry. The longer you hold on to it, the larger it seems to grow, already sprouting new ideas and what ifs. Examine what if. I kind of want to type a thing for you. So write really should have worked. Um, I think what the game wants you to do is to put it into the computer. Oh. Really, right? Right game should have worked. Okay. I'm gonna just give myself a dirty, yeah. my past self a dirty look at that. So I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and put put idea put in idea computer. In yeah. computer. <laughs> I think put idea in computer because I thought that was funny. But really, right should have worked. Okay. Uh, even though you're holding the computer, you open a fresh window and smile as the ideas. No code, none of that yet. Just raw, pure ideas ah. start to fill the screen. There's little hope you'll have this ready in time for the competition. Indeed, you'll probably still be asleep within the hour but that doesn't seem so important now you have one yay hey. hooray hooray you have reached the ending of calliope Woo. by jason mcintosh by j mcintosh known at the time as j mcintosh <laughs> by j sick mcintosh yes <laughs> Open bracket, S-I-C, close bracket. Um. <laughs> I stopped doing that when I, I, I would do that at work. Like, I would call vendors and say, yes, you can send it to J Macintosh. And then, they, you know, they would send it to J-A-Y. And I'd be like, no, you fools, no. that's not what I said. And mm-hmm. then I realized what I sounded like, and I stopped doing that forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you know if David Malky still uses the exclamation point? Uh, I don't know who this person is. The uh, author of the Wondermark comic? Ah. Um, I do not know that. I know there is a comic artist named Scott Shaw who uh, insists on a exclamation mark at the end of uh, at the end of his own name. So is that a, is that a similar affectation? Yeah, except David Malky, uh, he spells Malky M A K M A K. Let me Whoa. begin again. M A L K I space exclamation point. Because he's big into Victoriana. So he puts a space before his exclamation marks. Oh, wonder is that the uh, is that the Sea Lions comic? Yes. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Now, now I know what you're talking about. You yeah. just had to say Victoriana. Yeah, he's that guy. And then there's uh what's the other one? The one that's not as good. He doesn't write that one. Anyway, um <laughs> You also made me think of uh, the uh, the writer for the Boston Globe, uh, Jennifer Eight Lee, whose name is spelled, her middle name is the number eight, followed by a period. Wow. <sighs> Was she named after the movie Jennifer Eight? I actually don't know. Um, I have her Wikipedia article right here, but I'm not going to read it on a text adventure game podcast. But, uh, you know, we can leave that as a, as a chase pointer for those who are interested. Yes, an exercise for the readers. Yeah. Indeed. Like finding all the other endings to Calliope. 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 By Macintosh. (laughs) 
Thank you for playing my game. That was a delight yeah. to play on Clash Thank of the you. Titans. I don't know. Thank you for writing your game. How much of the preamble has survived into the final cut of this episode? <laughs> but you really made it sound like this game was dumb and terrible. Yeah. No, this game was like this was not what I was expecting from a twenty third. Like that must have been a strong comp because this was not yeah. that terrible of a game. Thank you.